Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I'm in my home recording space to give you guys a little more food for thought, something to think about, especially for those of you guys who are training in martial arts, which I would imagine would be the vast majority of you listening to this podcast. So the idea comes from my class the other night. I was teaching my class the other night, and there's somebody who's been having a hard time with a specific technique, and they're getting frustrated with themselves, and the person's still new to their training. Um, but let's, let me start by uh, prefacing what I mean by new to their training. I would look at it as if you've been in my school for less than a year, you're new to your training. All right, someone's been in my school for a year plus, they've been, tra- they've been training for a little while. Right, and then there's more advanced, more intermediate and advanced students from there. So this person's been in my school less than a year. And I think you can't expect proficiency, like high-level proficiency, at anything in less than a year. I mean, think about it. How long did it take us all to learn how to ride a bicycle without the training wheels? I mean, sure, we might have picked it up and had a balance fairly quickly. Like, that part might have happened fast. But that's not mastery. That's not having it down and having it for forever. We rode our bicycles for years as children. We put in so much time on those two wheels that even if you go years without stepping on a bicycle or sitting on a bicycle and going, that you're still able to do it at a very high level. I mean, there was a time years ago where I hadn't been on a bike in, God, like 10 years. And um, my wife, who was not my wife yet, uh, and I... We signed up for the Five Borough Bike Tour here in New York, which is a 54-mile bike ride around the five boroughs of New York. They shut down a bunch of roadways. It's a really spectacular sightseeing thing to do. It's a whole lot of fun. But leading into the thing, I hadn't ridden a bike in like 10 years. (laughs) So I wind up uh, riding maybe as much as two miles before the ride and was able to get up and ride 54 miles without a problem. Why? Not because I'm some kind of spectacular super athlete, Instead, the fact that I put so much time into that skill previously. But I digress. Let's get back onto the topic and the main focus of the day. The person newer in their training and having a hard time with a specific technique. So I started to explain to my class this very important idea. Every physical skill has a number. What in the world does that mean? For those of you guys in martial arts, you might know that we refer to a jab as a number one, a cross as a number two, a hook as a number three, so on and so forth. That's not what I'm talking about here, though. Every physical skill has a certain number of repetitions that it takes for it to be yours and yours forever. That's the key. You, and that includes conquering all the bad ones, all the ones where your balance is all off, all the ones where you hit it funny, all the ones where you come back kind of weird, that's included in, in these repetitions. Now, it sounds pretty simple, right? That, oh, all I got to do is do this thing a certain number of times and I have it forever. Yes, that's certainly the truth. We learned it from the time we learned our letters, right? We put so much time into writing those letters that we have those skills forever. Even if you don't use handwriting for a very long time, even if you... Uh, find yourself texting and using your thumbs to type rather than writing with a hand 
for a very long time, your hand doesn't forget how to make those letters. It still remembers because you put in so much repetition to those skills when you learn them. So that's the important thing. However, here's the frustrating thing. That number is different for every person and for every skill. That's the part that's frustrating. Because when someone asks me, okay, well, what is that number for this specific technique? And I look at the plan and they say, I don't know. I don't know. Because for every person it's unique and every technique it's unique. And that's a frustrating thing for people. And the reason it's frustrating is, let's say, I'm just going to pick a technique at random here. Let's say uh, your, your front kick, it just doesn't feel weird. Your, 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 rather, it doesn't feel right. Your back leg front kick, it's just not there. For whatever reason, you can't find the distance. Your foot's on the bag too long. You just can't find the pop and explosive power that you're looking for. That can be really frustrating when you're standing in class and the person next to you has been training much less time, but they've got it down already. And that's because as every human, just like every other human being is unique in every way, this is another way that we are unique. We are unique in how quickly we learn certain things. But here's what makes this process even more frustrating. Let's say you're that student who your front kick with your back leg just doesn't feel right. And you're standing there and you see the person next to you and their front kick looks good. And you're so frustrated because you're like, that person's been training for such less time than me, but their front kick's so much better than mine. As human beings, we notice that. What we don't notice is a couple rounds later when we're throwing a, a cross or a hook or whatever the case may be, a round kick, and we don't notice that we're way better at that than they are. We don't notice when, when, when we're in critical mode like that, we're being critical of ourselves. We don't notice that the person next to us isn't as good as us on another skill. We only notice the skill where they're better than us. Why? Because that's where we can be our own hardest critic. See... That's the, 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 the mystery and the intrigue, the, one of the intriguing things, I should think, about learning physical skills, especially martial arts, where the, the individual physical movements are very unique and diverse. There's a lot of different skills to learn, and there's a very unique to, to what we do. So because of that, we have to realize that for you, some moves are going to be like an 8,000 repetition move. Where you do it 8,000 times, you got it. Other moves are going to be like a 20 or 30,000 repetition move. Here's the problem. We don't know going into your training which one's going to be which. And just because it's one's an 8,000 repetition for you and a 30,000 repetition for you or the other, it doesn't mean that's going to be the same for everybody. And what's frustrating is when you see somebody and they're 8,000 repetition move happens to be the same as your 30,000 repetition move, it can be really, really frustrating. Really frustrating. It makes us start to doubt our ability to learn, and it makes us kind of beat ourselves up. But I was given this advice a long, long time ago, and actually I didn't receive it directly. It was more given to the entire class. Years ago, I was training at headquarters, and... Uh, 
Tiger was explaining, or Tiger Shulman, right, my, oh, my instructor, was explaining to the entire class about someone who was having a difficult time learning a physical skill, this exact problem. And the purpose, I, I just have questions, I need to know this, and I need to know this. And the person was being very analytical, and they were really trying to wrap their head around the physical skill that had been demonstrated to them. For whatever reason, they just, the, their brain didn't comprehend it. It didn't sink past that surface level of learning. So, Tiger looked at him and he said, the answer lies in the repetitions. See, and that's the beautiful thing, right? There's a, <laughs> a, a, a saying in construction that's somewhat related, right? The, when it's cold outside, they say the heat is in the tools. Well, in martial arts and most physical skills, the knowledge is in the doing, right? The skill is in, is in the reps. The answers to all the questions you have, it's in putting your repetitions in. And this can be related to every physical skill. Because you can't learn how to swing a golf club correctly without swinging a golf club. It's a very, it's an example I can take pretty, pretty, uh, pretty personally, because once a year I play golf with my brother and my uncles. We go once a year; it's our tradition. We do it every summer. But every year, I'm convinced that because <laughs> I've watched, you know, th this. Uh, you know, this guy play or this guy play, that magically that alone is going to make me better. Of course not. It's just my way of fooling myself that uh, I should be better on that specific day. When I know the only thing that's really going to get me better is repetitions. Right? That's why uh, in the beginning I was a little more naive, but I've taken now to every year when I know we're going to go, I try to go once or twice to the local driving range and hit a bucket of balls. Not because I'm good at golf, because I'm not good at golf. I don't have a lot of repetitions. You know, if, if I've swung a golf club 2,000 times in my life, that would be a lot. And I know that's not nearly enough for it to be something that's natural, where I know I can control all the variables. Because it's a movement with a lot of moving parts. Well, so is just about everything in martial arts. I mean... Even something as basic as a round kick, you have to control your bottom foot, your bottom, your base leg. You have to control your torso, where it's turning, where your head goes, where your eyes go, where your hands are going. The kicking leg, what part hits, how much the knee is bent, where are your toes flexed, right? you, your hips, your ball of the foot, your shoulders, all these different variables, all these different body parts go into a very basic movement. But just because it's basic doesn't mean it's easy. Right? Everything in life that many people consider basic was difficult at one time or another. Right? Go back to our bike riding analogy. Even though we could get on that bike now and ride it for miles and miles without a problem, doesn't mean that there wasn't a time that it was very hard for us. Of course it was. That's how, that's how everything is. Uh, another one of my instructors <laughs> was explaining this uh, to a parent one time. A parent was very trepidatious about their child starting something new in the school. To be honest, I forget what it was that the, parent, that the child hadn't done. And the parent said to that instructor, they were like, 
well, he's never done that before. And the instructor looked at him and said, what in life has he ever done before he did it? Did he walk before he walked? Did he swim before he swam? Did he talk before he talked? And the parent kind of got it right then and there. Oh, wait, that's right, duh. I have to let them experience things. Because, again, I'm going to go to another kind of uh, colloquialism here, another little saying, but it's very true. Experience is the best teacher. Right? I, I, again, another similar story here. I remember another instructor who I respect very greatly was telling a story one time in our, in our meeting uh, about, you know, a person saying, oh, sensei, this just doesn't feel natural. And he looked at him, he goes, well, do it like 300 more times and then it'll start to feel natural and then do it 300 more times after that and then it'll start to be natural. And then like three or four or 500 more times after that, then it'll actually be a little natural. And before you know it, it'll be natural, 100%. But that's the thing. People don't, we, especially as adults, we have a hard time wrapping our head around this. Kids, it's funny. We think of kids as, as uh, not, uh, not as proficient at learning things. But the reality is kids are used to not knowing how to work their body, right? They're, I have parents all the time when their kids are very young that say to me, well, he was messing all these things up. I'm like, he's only been moving that thing around for five years. He's only had five years to learn how to control his hands and his feet. Of course he messed up. He still messes up walking sometimes, doesn't he? Heck, I know adults that still mess up walking. Right? If your kid messes up walking, if he can't tie his shoes yet, why are we so critical about their fine and complex motor skills? But that's the thing. As adults, we've kind of graduated past that. As adults, it it's often a very long time between learning new skills for the first time. There's a problem. When we fail to, to continually do new skills all the time, we fail to remember the feeling of being a beginner. The feeling of being on the beginning side of all of those repetitions. We're used to being really good at stuff. I mean, think about the amount of people who are adults that you know that go out of their way to do things they're not good at. I don't know that many. Don't get me wrong. I do know adults that pick up a new habit, a, and the thing is they stick with that new habit because it's, it's their thing or whatever for a really long time. And usually it happens to be more technical in terms of, um, you know, using some kind of tool or instrument or whatever and less physical. Um, a popular one these days thanks to Joe Rogan, is archery. A lot of adult men are taking up archery thanks to the, uh, the prominence of Joe Rogan talking about it. But the thing is, when you shoot a bow, there is one motion for shooting a bow. There aren't multiple different motions. So not that it's an easy skill to get good at, but compare it to a martial arts program where you're learning a much more diverse skill set it's a little, there's less to practice, less different movements to practice. So people lose sight of that fact. You know, it's, I mean, what, what else do we see people 
start to pick up later in life. Uh, you know, maybe they re-pick up an old habit, like riding a bicycle, going out and, and being a biker all the time. They don't generally pick up brand new physical skills. There aren't a lot of 45 and 50-year-old adults that just start playing golf, for example, or just start surfing, or any other physical skill. They might start picking up a camera and doing photography. They might get involved in like coding or, you know, whatever. But those things, again, not physical skills. We're not used to, as adults, being outside of our physical comfort zone. And that's why it can be such a frustrating thing to be a beginner. Because as adults, we're not often beginners. It's funny. Um, when it comes to, when it comes to how different age groups learn, it's teaching everyone you know in my school from three years old up. I see sometimes, I mean, kids like I said, they don't get frustrated about not knowing what's going on or like how, like how to do a movement. They're okay making mistakes because they understand uh, the the difficulty of moving their body. They're still new at it. They'll try and try and try and rarely get frustrated. You know, they might fall and get frustrated with that, but other than that, they don't. They tend not to get too too frustrated, you know, in, in making mistakes because they don't understand the control of their body well enough often to know that they're doing a movement incorrectly. All right, and this continues even like young adults, like people in their early twenties. They they have just the beginnings of that frustration of I don't know how to do this, All right. And as adults get older and older, that's where I see it more prevalently. Not because those adults are less coordinated or less athletic. It's just been such a long time since they've been a beginner. I mean, think about it. By the time someone's in their 40s or 50s, they've usually been doing their career for 20 plus years. They've usually, it's usually been a long time since they've done something that's so new to them. If they learn a physical movement that's new, they learn a physical movement. They don't learn many. That's what we have to remember. Whether you're young, old, in the middle, the answer to every question you have about every physical skill that you might practice lies in the repetitions. The only way to get good at any physical skill is to do it is to practice it until it's there. There's no shortcut. I can't just transport my knowledge into the mind and body of another person. I can't just make you feel what it's supposed to feel like. Don't get me wrong. I could, you know, kind of manipulate you marionette-wise and be like, oh, this is how it's supposed to feel. That doesn't mean you'll be able to get there easily. That doesn't mean you'll be able to replicate it on your own. And I've got a million different tricks to try to get the person to do their physical movement the right way. And actually, that's kind of the fun of being an instructor, is having that diverse uh, bag of tricks and analogies and things like that that you'll reach into to explain things to a person. And the fun of it is finding the way that clicks for that person. Because not everybody thinks the same. Just like everybody doesn't learn things the same way, people don't think the same way. Some people think more analytically. Some people need, are more artistic, need more of a picture. Some people don't think more geometrically or mathematically. And, and understanding that 
helps me understand the analogies to give them to where we can get to that moment where, ah, I got it. And then they can really start to put in those quality repetitions. And on the other side of a few thousand of those quality repetitions, that's where mastery lies. It's an attainable goal. It's just on the other side of those repetitions. Don't fear those repetitions. They might be a little frustrating, but the thing about it is, as we know from life, we spend, we spend a small time as a beginner in life. I mean, we're a child for 18 years, and hopefully we live for much longer than 18 years. So 18 years represents a very small percentage of our life. Same thing when you're doing a physical skill. Use martial arts as an example. You're only a white belt for a short time. And before long, you're at a much higher level. Know that that time is going to come. Know that that mastery is there. The only thing standing between you and that comfort, that feeling really good about your, skill, your skills, is a few thousand repetitions. Don't be afraid to put them in. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook. On Facebook, I am Sensei James Leonelli. On Twitter and Instagram, I am Sensei underscore Leonelli. Find my school on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. Or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. You can find the podcast on Instagram at TS Smithtown Podcast. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at TSK.com. And until next time, my friends, I'll see you guys on the mat.